any decisions that have to be made during the course of this week. If you don't hear otherwise, we'll be out there next Sunday. We'll have worship only out there and and the meal together. But I invite you to make any thoughts that you may have known to one of these. Uh, I know that in the Sunday School uh, Bible Study class group this morning, several of you talked about this, and uh, that's kind of where it is. It is a time uh, to lift one another in prayer, and really all of our world because of this time. Open your Bibles, please, to First uh, Peter chapter 5. It's an interesting time uh, for me. I'm sitting here wondering, uh, I've got a lot I could say this morning, and we may end up saying some of it this morning, some of it two weeks, I don't know. But this is a profoundly interesting passage in light of where you are and we are and all that the future holds for us. So I want to read the first 11 verses of 1 Peter chapter 5. If you have your own copy of the Word of God, turn to it, keep it open, and let God speak to you through His Word. If you don't have your copy with you or open, there's a pew Bible in front of you, and it'll also be on the screen. This is the Word of God. Peter writes, Therefore I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed, Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You younger men, likewise be subject to your elders. And all of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety upon him, because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And after you have suffered for a little while, 
the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. If there is anything we need today, it's the church, the bride of Christ, being all that God intended her to be. For many of us, the church is in the continuing incarnation of Christ in the world. Ours is to be people of hope, a light shining in the darkness, salt of the earth. And if the church is to be what the church is meant to be, if the church is to accomplish what Christ meant for the church to accomplish as his bride, then the church must be led by servant leadership. And that leadership must indeed be all that God intended it to be. It is no secret that in these days you find yourself searching for a pastor. I don't suppose any church would ever have planned to do that do that during the midst of a COVID event. But you have found yourself there. And you're praying for and looking for a pastor even now. What kind of pastor is it that you're praying for and looking for? Almost always a pastor search committee takes some kind of survey and the congregation answers questions about what they think a pastor ought to be. Those are always interesting. Usually he's to be 35. He's to have 25 years experience. Thereabouts. He's to have perfect children. And remember, he's been playing with Deacon's children, so they're not going to be all that perfect. He's to have lots of education, but it's not to ruin him. And all those kinds of things. Here, Peter lays out what's important to him and to God for a church that finds itself living in a world of turmoil in the midst of suffering and in the midst of difficulty, a pilgrim people. And we are that kind of people. What kind of pastor is it then that we ought to be looking for? Well, for one thing, we are looking for one in whom the pride of position needs to be 
absent. The pride of position needs to be absent. Notice the words of Peter. I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder. Now, had you been Peter and had you been writing those words, what would you have said about yourself? Well, most of us would have been tempted to say, Peter, remember, I'm one of the earliest followers of Jesus. Peter, remember, I was one of the inner group of three who was always with Jesus. Peter, remember, I was there on the Mount of Transfiguration in which we got to see our Lord in his blazing glory and hear the voice of the Father commending him. Peter, remember I was there that day on the the plains of Caesarea Philippi when the Lord looked at us and said, men are talking about me, what are they saying? And then he said, what do you say? Who do you say that I am? And I answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And by the way, remember that Jesus looked at me and said, well, you got it right, Peter. You are a rock, and and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, he was talking about something else there, but Peter was the one who heard that word. Peter could have said all of those things about himself. Now, he could have said some things that were not quite so complimentary, too. But one thing about us preacher types is we generally learn to leave those out. What Peter says is, I'm a fellow elder with you. I'm one of you. I'm one of you. We're in this. I'm 
pray for your pastor search committee and, and you pray for your pastor. Pray that he will be a man who preeminently loves Jesus so much that it is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus who means the most to him. Peter says something else here. He says the heart of the shepherd has to be present. Peter writes to those elders, shepherd the flock of God among you. Now you know folks in Mason County and Llano County and these counties right around us understand more about sheep herding than us guys who grew up in Houston and Dallas and places like that. But I'm told that only in Israel shepherds lead sheep. It has been suggested that everywhere else in the world, those who herd sheep drive them, pin them, all of those kind of things. In Israel, shepherds lead sheep. And we see that motif throughout Scripture. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters and on and on it goes. Peter remembered that day after the crucifixion and burial and resurrection of our Lord. When there was that meeting, which was a meeting of restoration for Peter after Peter had denied his Lord. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, Do you love me? And Peter said, Yes, Lord, I love you. You remember what Jesus said? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep the third time. Tend my sheep. minister, the servant leader, is a shepherd. And there are all kinds of attitudes of the shepherd that, that, that lead out, leap out here that we need to get a hold of and that, that we need to ask God to bless us with and send to us during these very days. Peter says it like this, shepherd the flock of God among you exercising oversight not under compulsion but voluntarily that is not doing just what you have to do not serving because you have a job to do or a job description but serving God willingly excitedly because you've been called to do that. That is the heart of the shepherd of God, the elder of God, for which the church must pray. To have that, to have that, you have to take care of yourself. 
constantly telling others what to do, but tenderly showing them the way. May I say it again? Not falsely making, telling others what to do, but tenderly showing We must have the heart of a servant. Not to be served, but to serve in the words of our Lord. You know, I don't think Peter ever got away from that night in the upper room when our Lord had gotten up after none of them would wash feet and had put a towel around his waist and gone up and down and washed the feet of all the disciples, demonstrating to them what service is all about. Charles Swindoll, in his book on 1 Peter, remembers Al Davis. Do you remember Al Davis, the general manager of the Oakland Raiders? He's a bossy son of a gun. Mike Shanahan talked about that. And he observed that he once saw Al Davis make a man wash his shoes off with a towel in front of 75 other adults. How unlike our Lord. How unlike our Lord. Jesus set the example. And your leaders under God need to strive to be what God can make them to become. And with their heart and mind and soul and strength and body, they need to follow the example of Jesus and then do that in such a way that you can follow their example. The word that that's used here is a word that can be translated type. It becomes a pattern for the people to follow. That's what you want your ministers to be. And then you want a leader where the unself where the unselfish crown of glory given by the chief shepherd is there. writes it like this. When the chief shepherd, verse 4, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. What is it? What is it that motivates you? What is it that motivates your leaders? What is it that that has the, the goal out there for you. And in church, I want us to talk about this for us too, but I think we will do it in a couple of weeks. But, but, but what is it that you want to hear when you stand before God? Is it not, is it not 
when you understand what grace has done, what grace has done, and what grace has called you to, is it not that when you stand before God, you want to hear Him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Receive the joy of your salvation. Peter speaks about a crown. I don't know if it's a crown that we're going to wear around our head, kind of like we might have a Sunday school pin a few years ago. You know, I had one of those too. responsibility here and now to yearn for a servant leadership that sinners in Christ and shepherds people that never glorifies self but always glorifies the Lord. That casts anxiety.
be a young woman that you're calling the unique position of service. Help each of us hear your call and, and say yes to you with all that we are and have. and the hardship and disappointment and all those things that are sure to come. Thank you for the joy that comes in serving you. May we know that and know that well. We pray it in Jesus' name. say yes today about something that God has been dealing with you in this matter of leadership, servant leadership. You need to share that with your church. Come. You see, it's a time of giving far more than money. It's a giving of oneself. How precious to God. So when we sing, sing with commitment and joy.
being in the house of God today. Keep praying for that pastor who will be coming soon, we trust, and for this committee. Keep praying for your world and for one another. And expect these to be days that God uses us even in the midst of a strange, strange kind of world. So we've met together in worship. Remember, we are the church here, but we're the church out there. People of God, living in God's world, pointing others toward Him. So we're going to sing again, and then we'll be on our way with joy, and then just 